Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Reverend Albert Okran. So tonight, we want to explore the subject of jobs lost and jobs gained in a dynamic working environment. We've been trending towards the fact that some jobs that exist today did not exist years ago. It is predicted that in the next 15 years, the children in primary school today, most of the jobs they'll be doing do not even exist as we speak today. What does it mean for the person in school? What does it mean for the person already in, 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 a, in a job and wondering whether that job will still be relevant? What about the business person running an entity and wondering what, what will happen going forward? What, what drives the decision about who to keep and who to retain? What opportunities do these trends present? I think it's a discussion that everyone must be a part of. And that is why I've brought into the studio Sam Boafi, the head of HR at Carl Bank, to help us break it down further. And of course, my brother, Kobi Asma, CEO of Type. Let's find out what is the future, the present and the future of the job market looking like and how can individuals and businesses respond to the ever-changing trend. Kobi and Sam, welcome to Springboard. Thank you. Thanks for making time for it with us on a Sunday evening. So we've been exploring this subject for some time now and what is emerging is that certain factors are driving significant change in the way we behave. Just before we came into the studio, we were discussing the, 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 the incredible consumption of the springboard zone on Facebook. Kobe, you are regular um, in that interaction, online interaction, and we just were discussing the dynamic of the people who consume it. It's something that 10 years ago, no one could have predicted. What is happening, Mr. Asma? I, I, I guess the dynamics ha- have changed. Um, things are looking different. Um, if I look at myself, some 10, 20 years ago, I guess that the term graphic designer was something that was so unique. Um, but proud to that they will consider anybody like that to be an artist um, moving forward it looks like technology has really driven it for the better but at the same time it's also being challenged in the sense that softwares are being designed that people who are not even trained to be graphic designers are taking territories and it, it, it really challenges the, the profession and occupation of a graphic designer um, things are, are different now because uh, the borders have also dropped. Now, the world out there is our competition. Um, you don't even have to employ someone in Ghana to, to do anything that you want to do. You can um, go out there and have any trade, any profession done for you. Now, you have corporates who have re- relocated their accounts department offshore. Their HR departments are offshore. So if you are in HR, if you are in accounts, then your competition is not even those graduates who are seeking employment in Ghana alone, but you're looking at other people out there. Now we have designers without borders. And so you can throw your concept out there and someone in China can just pick it up 
and just designing for a fee. And most times, it's even cheaper than having to employ someone who sits at your desk. You have to pay and all the benefits you throw at that person. So the, it's, it's really making it difficult for people to really catch uh, the, the jobs they are looking for. And unless you have a certain advantage, that edge, that skill that the other person who is out there doesn't have. Is it is it scary? Is it exciting? Is it is it something to worry about? I I guess it is, but as the challenge comes, what I see is that with every challenge I see a silver lining and I would rather want to pursue the opportunities that it brings because what it means is that my market is also out there and I can also sell my trade out there to other people. Um if technology is what is really taking my territory, then I would want to maybe add on and understand the kind of technology and leverage my effort into getting it. For instance, if I take the the consumption of books, it's on the, the, the decline. People are printing shorter runs. People are expecting quicker delivery of jobs. Um, but at the same time, I can also see opportunity in the digital space to place books that are written and published in Ghana online in a cloud and see the world out there as your market. So it really depends on how you look at it. If you look at it as one that is there to, to defeat you, then you'll be defeated. But if you see it as opportunity, then your posture will be different. Right. So you're seeing that as a printer, instead of complaining about business not coming, you've created... A, a, another business yeah. in the space that the opportunity is opening up in so that people can find you there and you can still make money from there to augment what you are making from your regular source. Yes. Right. Let me come to you, Sambuafu. So, <clears throat> juxtaposing 2007 as against 2017, how different is the work environment? Well, it, just like my brother said, increasingly you find technology and a very changing nature of work requiring different set of skill, you know, to accomplish things that are done now. Um, I was having a conversation with a colleague of mine and said, just look back 10 years ago, you literally will feel a, a privilege to have a bank account. Banks, you will really have to go to banks and beg them to open an account for you. 10 years down the line, you have banks literally chasing you and begging you to open an account. It's all the nature of business and the nature of wealth now. Now, in terms of scaling, you can clearly tell that what it took to do the banking or I'm in the financial services industry, so I'll, I'll dwell extensively in that. The skill set that was required to do that now is changing. And it's changing because the nature of the industry we play in itself is changing. With the advent of mobile telephony into the area of financial services now, skill sets and the competition has entirely changed. You're not interested in changing only the businessman out there for big ticket transactions. You're also interested in that individual who wants to move just 10 cities, 5 cities across you know, to an old lady in a village somewhere. So it requires multi-scaling. It requires various dynamics that you need to be able to understand the industry now and decide what kind of skill set that is required to stay in business and also meet up the challenges that are coming up. You've mentioned mobile telephony. You've mentioned technology. I'm just curious, what is driving these changes? What is driving these new trends? Is it the quest for convenience? Is it globalization? What is driving 
all these new trends so that now a graphic designer, I mean, you don't really have to limit yourself to those who are within your borders. You don't even have to limit yourself to what's available in country. It's just so different. Sam, what is driving these changes? I think it's about getting to the point where you, 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 you get the feel that the customer now has a choice. Bottom line is about how to make you use the word convenient. Right. Right. Now people feel very, very uncomfortable having to walk to a banking hall just to go and withdraw a hundred CDs, two hundred CDs. When literally I can just sit in my the comfort of my home and do that kind of transaction that I would have walked or maybe sit in the car and drive thirty minutes to have that transaction. You know, so it's about convenience now and various means available to in order to be able to generate that convenience at a less cost to the customer. And basically, that's what, in my view, is driving it. Someone said these are just expressions of the intrinsic human nature. We've always been like that. We just have never found the... We are continually looking for the enabler to help us live the way we have always lived. Let me give you an example. Somebody says, listen, the person who is now a middle class or upper class or whatever you want to call it, CEO, always wants to still have that apotewa and still eat that <laughs> yakayaka and eat the alakwa. But it is not offered in the way that they like. And that is why on a Sunday afternoon, now almost every hotel in Accra is offering African dishes in, in a contemporary setting and getting huge um, um, crowds of of top earners coming to the place is simply giving us what we want in the way that we want it. Mr. Asma, what is driving these changes? I, I think that repeatedly businesses and individuals would have to understand that the environment is changing. And the more the environment changes, the more you realize that com- customers drive the change. Their demands, their, their exposure to to global trends, the introduction to technology, uh, competition. You see competitors doing something, and if you don't do it, you will be caught unawares. I am sitting here, and I don't remember the last time I visited my bank, my branch. I guess maybe about 15 years ago, and just yesterday, I'm watching CNN, and an advert pops up, and I see a digital bank, 100% digital bank opened in Nigeria, branchless. And so you can just imagine the convenience that I can walk anywhere in the world and still operate my account without necessarily having to go to my bank to, to transact a business. So for convenience, for what the customer wants, for competition and integrating systems that are all digital. Because we're talking about big data. People integrating processes integrating operations and everything, making it convenient. You want to buy something small, you want to buy it abroad, you want to uh, pay for something. How do you do it so it becomes convenient and gets you to do what you want to do without um, really stopping, pick up your car keys and go to the next uh, ATM to pick uh, money or go to the bank, the branch. You do it in the comfort of your home and without sweat. It would seem to me that Beyond the convenience, there is also significant increase in efficiency and and options as a result of these changes. I can imagine that because you don't have to drive, let's say even conservatively, 20 minutes, 30 minutes to the bank and back, if you can com- um, co- complete that transaction in, in two minutes, it leaves you with another hour 
that you can use for several other things and you can by, by, by the um, at the tip of your finger pay your electricity bill do this do that transfer money initiate a discussion do something online it just seems to me that it gives you much more efficiency and much more productivity yeah um, I'll bet you are very right I remember 10 years ago I had to deploy uh, an ERP system in my organization and what really triggered it was um, some mistakes you make, some cues that you have with generating estimates and so forth. You need 100 estimates in a space of three hours, and you can't even finish what people are requiring of you in the three hours. So we decided to put on board an ERP system, and it comes with its additional benefits that I'm able to even collect data of anybody who is asking for estimate from me. How, what, what, I can filter how many clients actually moved on from estimation to actual job. Right. How many of them are bankers? How many of them just um, maybe buy, buy a particular product? Right. And once you do that, it moves on and you need less people. Now, doing that, we have increased productivity by 75%. And data that should be more or less repeated 10 times before the operation is completed, everything is integrated in the data. Uh, the database. So, 10 years, I still have data that is on record that is available for me to retrieve and even finish my process in good time. Sam, that brings me to you. You are you are an, a human resource person. Oh, definitely, these changes, these dynamics must have an implication or implications for for jobs availability or otherwise there is a report that we are looking at from mckinsey in addition to what we've been discussing from the world economic forum for some time now and globally it's estimated that 250 to 280 million jobs could be created just because people's incomes are rising and they also estimate significant drops in jobs in certain categories and significant rises in jobs in other categories. Walk us through some of the areas that are are deemed to be promising. They would keep rising, and some are some areas that are uh, bordering on extinction. Give us an idea about the areas that we are looking at. Well, you, you, if you if you study the report, it, it talks extensively about um, growth in the area of infrastructure development. You right. talk about healthcare. You know, um, and it also the financial services, and particularly with IT and telecommunications. Now, it's interesting that these are areas that are driving growth, but also these are areas that also see, see significant, um, if you like, job losses. Um, for the, the, the list of the areas that we're given here, for example, you talk about the most threatened, if you like, in terms of job loss areas are the financial services. Mm. And, and you will understand why. I was reading one particular write-up on, just imagine when ATMs came around, you know, and it says that about ATMs now are doing 90% of what the traditional teller does. All right? So as deposit-taking ATMs flood the market, as ATMs that are able to seamlessly, you know, accept checks and credit that check almost instantly through the clearing system. Who will walk to a banking hall and want to meet up with a teller? Immediately, it creates a scenario where the teller's presence in the banking hall becomes threatened. 
you know, which calls for also for other upscaling and other opportunities in order to deploy that individual if it becomes necessary even to keep that individual. Now, there's another area of the, uh, the report that talks about the electrical uh, space. I mean, the world is moving towards what is called green energy. Insofar as there is a need for that green energy, jobs that are going to be created substantially in the area of energy will come significantly from that side. Fossil fuel is going to go away. So for those that are in that area, it presents another opportunity for them to upskill themselves and move out of the traditional, you know, oil and gas sorts of energy into the green energy area. You're also looking at, I, I talked earlier about construction. And interestingly, you talk about architecture and the field of architecture, for example, that is also an area that is seeing both net gain and also loss. Because now my brother talked about computer. There are now softwares, very powerful software that literally you can use to design anything that you want without necessarily being an architect. Right. You know, and so it's, 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 it's an area that, again, I say is it, threatened, but it's also an area that has promise because then as people accept the concept that these technologies are available to use, if you take up the challenge and upskill yourself, then you can also use this same technology to come up with something that requires a bit more, if you like, technical knowledge to be able to do compared to the individual who is just, you know, playing with software to do that. So these are the areas that come in, but for to categorize them, you're looking at principally job roles that requires human supervision will constantly, you know, be in play. You, you know, in spite of automation, in spite of the growth in AI, in spite of robotics, you will still require people in a supervisory position. So job roles that are supervisory in nature will be created. But for financial services... Almost everything that I read here and our little experience in the Ghanaian market clearly tells you that with the advent of mobile telephony now, banking is changing completely. Now mobile telephony companies are providing loans, quick loans, you understand? And credit analysts, insurance brokers, there are powerful softwares available that, that, that do these credit appraisals that do not necessarily require an individual sitting to crunch numbers. Interestingly, I was talking to my colleague Isan Kuma, and interestingly, we're talking about the, the impact on the legal, the legal yes. sector. And, he, and yes. he made a point that, and this was before I saw this report, he made a point that the, the practice of law will change or is changing very significantly as a result of softwares. And here it is right in the report that paralegal work is one of the areas prone to extinction. Accounting, back office transaction processing. So literally when you fill the form or when you you, you fill the, 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 you provide the data, those who do that preliminary uh, processing of the data, it's just all going automation today. I mean, mortgage origination. So all together, it would look like, like, like you rightly said, even in the areas where opportunities are being created, it also looks like, it's almost like a contradiction. Even in the areas where opportunities are being created, the skills that you need must be varied to be able to shine in those spaces. Some. Yeah. If you remember last week, I cited the example of the traditional sign writer, you know, that for failing to see the sign on the wall that the world was going digital and that it is easier now to design what you want in the screen, print it out without necessarily having somebody to sit and draw on a wooden plank for you. They are out. 
because they failed to recognize that with the advent of that technology, they were going to go out. Now, look at your traditional secretary who was just using the typewriter, da, 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 da. now comes in electronic typewriters, again, failing to recognize that the world and technology was changing, sat there move until computers, desktop computers came in, and then virtually they are out. So increasingly... And our voice recognition software and exactly. all kinds of options that... So it was not surprising that you find that the study by Oxford, for example, saying that 96% certainty that the work of a secretary is going to go away. 96% certainty that if your work, as it is now, schedule appointment, um, take minutes and things like that, 96% within the next 10 years, that rule eventually will go off. You know, so you ask the question, <laughs> what is in it for people in, in, in this rule? I guess, I guess that's a conversation goes on, we will, we will discuss it, but it, it makes it very interesting. It is, it is. <laughs> and, and, and come, you talk about it being it being um, a, a threat at the same time an opportunity. But I guess it starts with even knowing where the trend is going. Do you get a sense? Exactly. Do you get a sense, Kobe, that I mean, we even know what time it is. We even know what is going on. Because for you to be able to reposition yourself to take advantage of these dynamics, these trends, it must start with a certain understanding of even what is going on. Do you get a sense that we know um, generally, people generally know um, what is going on, or they wait until they are hit before they see what is coming. I, I, I guess so. I mean, you are you are perfectly right. Um, in this technology-driven world, um, it looks like you you need to really be, be preempted by some information that is made available to you. Unfortunately, in this part of the world, our education system doesn't even make available some kind of structured training that will make this available to us. It's only certain schools that you will see that they are prone to uh, driving children towards that. If you happen to be in a regular school, then you would have to personally make efforts to, to drive yourself towards that kind of um, attention. Mr. Asman, let me let me use you as an example, if you will permit me. I mean, you went to KNUST. Yeah. I, I doubt that the the ERP riding with 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 innovation, riding with trends, was something that you learned from there. I mean, you learned to be a graphic designer, if I'm not wrong. I mean, it, it didn't prepare you for the kind of challenges you are facing, but you went on to educate yourself and prepare yourself. Yeah, but unfortunately, whatever I am and whatever I have done didn't come out of school. I think that by the grace of God. It was a personal trait that I had that actually got me to move away from um, printing text on wood and selling them one after the other, making greeting cards and deciding that I wanted to do something commercial so that I can replicate my income and moved into commercial art that is graphic design and I moved on to, to, to into printing. But I have seen print move from... Uh, more or less, um, you you call it um, um, offset. But even before offset, there was letterpress. Right. That is a movable, movable type. Then you move to offset. Now offset is also becoming extinct with the advent of um, digital prints. Right. People requiring quicker turnaround. People requiring even shorter runs and so forth. And that in itself will go away because it has a short lifespan. The 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 rate of change of um, 
equipment is such that we can't keep up with it. And so people sit and think that we are even in the third industrial revolution. We are in the fourth. That's the digital age where you need to integrate several processes. So even in print, today, you'll be surprised, Albert, if I told you that 90% of my work today as a graphic designer and printer is more in the area of security and um, IT and not offset because I had to move in to make sure that whatever I print, whether it's on label, whether it's on a book, I will be able to integrate um, variable data, print QR codes that are variable, that I'm printing millions in a day, and that I can verify and make sure that authentication and verification is optical and still be able to online, cut, trim, pack, fold, and deliver in good time as someone who is beyond this border would do. I've had to reinvent and reorganize my thoughts and challenge my processes to be able to get there. And that is non-existent in our environment. Guess that the, the word that you want to carry away from Mr. Asma, challenge yourself to be able to generate something comparable to what is being done in any part of the world. And that is a challenge you must throw to yourself. If you don't, there is no way you can match the pace of change. Our discussion is about what we call metamorphosis, trying to break down how the job market, the work environment has significantly changed as a result of technology, innovation, and changing lifestyles, rising incomes. And another thing that came up also is the fact that people are living longer so jobs that relate to helping older people providing solutions for older people would also continue to grow and some of those jobs machines can't do them that easily so that's the kind of discussion that we have been having some raise the point about it starts from education and the rapid change in relevance in our education some let's raise that point again and let's let, let that be the beginning of of this next phase of the discussion. Well, I was, I was sharing some statistics on this area, which we, we thought was very frightening, which is the fact that um, 50% of all jobs that are available now can be automated. 50%. Every job that we have in here right now can be automated. And one third of that 50% is already been automated. Right. You know, which means that in terms of what you are currently doing, there is very little room to flow with the status quo. Now, the second point is that technical training, technical universities, by the time people finish with their second year education, whatever knowledge that they have been uh, uh, impacted with is already outdated. What they learned in the first year? First two years, they are already outdated. You know, that is, that is the pace at which, you know, technology and work-related technology is changing. You know, so it calls for a rapid adaptation. You call it metamorphosis. Uh, it, it calls for such a rapid, in my parlance, we call it upscaling, understanding the skills that are needed now in order to add more to yourself to meet the challenge and also, you know, anticipate the challenge. That's basically are the issues. And I, 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 my brother talked about his experience not necessarily being from education. And I'm sure if you were to do an interview with most people who are into their own businesses or even are making it in there, they will tell you that what they learned and what they are doing now has nothing to do with the education that they had. Because I've, I've had that, that challenge before. I do not think that most of our educational institutions now are necessarily training people 
to make them very relevant on the market. <laughs> I've sat in interviews. I've been in this, in this industry for well over 16 years. I've sat in interviews where people have graduated with first class in engineering, first class. Ask them basic questions beyond the textbook that they learn. Who is the founder of this? Who formulated this? And people just stare at you as if you understand. Just opposite with a few of the institutions where people come to you not necessarily with the, 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 the theory bit of knowledge. They come to you with practical because on that course, they've had the opportunity of doing something relevant on the ground. And those are the institutions that are producing people that have been very relevant on the market. Otherwise, why would people finish school and still ask them so what they are going to do next? If really people were being given that trainable skill, you know, uh, that we had a conversation where polytechnic students now want an academic qualification. Well, when by the very orientation, they were supposed to be hands-on people, get specific skills that even if they are not going into industry, they can even utilize those skills to even, you know, set up something on their own. But everybody is driving towards the, 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 the academic qualification, which is why I'm saying that it becomes a bit more frightening if we don't come up to the reality that the world is changing at such a rapid pace that in a way that we prepare our students and our prepare people for the job market, if we do not catch up, if constantly we will look up to outside and outsource almost all the highly technical skills out to outside people because we do not find the technical competencies in. And out of all that you see, one thing, that's, one thing that jumps up at me is the fact that some time ago, you will say that, listen, I may, what I'm learning may be extinct, but so is what, what my colleague next to me is learning. But one thing that seems to be emerging now is that with the borderless kind of, of world that we have, if I can't find the skill here in Ghana, I can go to any part of the world and find it without physically moving from my chair. And that becomes even more interesting when this discussion goes to the next level. Mr. Asma, let me come to you with a question that I've been, I've been thinking about all evening. So, Let's take it that a function at in your company was being rendered by 20 people. And now with the advent of, of automation, 75% of that function is now being done by a machine. And so you need to select five people. Please, I hope you understand my question. It's an exam question. <laughs> you employ 20 people in a function. Suddenly, with the advent of new technology, 75% of that function is being done by a machine. So you need to retain five and let 15 go. My question is very simple. What would you look for in the five people that you will retain? And my objective is to help the person sitting out there listening to know what the employer, what a business owner, what the person making the decision will look out for so that that can become a trigger point for their own development. Ms. Asma. Yeah, um... That, that, that's truly an exam question. <laughs> it's a PhD uh, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Apart from age, which you can't do anything about. Age is one that I'll look at. You can't do anything about that. But obviously, someone who works with me has been with me for a while. And um, have found, we've found interesting opportunities for him to apply himself doing many other things. So I would want to identify someone who is multidisciplined. Right. As someone who is adaptable, someone who doesn't really situate himself to just doing what he was employed to do, that you were brought here to be a driver. 
And so if there's nothing else to be done by a driver, I sit down at the security post and wait for my turn. I want someone who would lend himself to learn new things. And that's what I've done in the past, where um, I needed a head of IT, and I literally took someone who hadn't done IT, trained the person, and now he's the head of IT. I have one machine, and I'm grading, I'm upgrading to another machine from offset to Flexo, and then I take someone who has knowledge in offset, and I move the person to Flexo, and I get three people, two of them resist the change, and one agrees to go along. So, And that's the adaptability you yes, talk about. Right? If you are able to adapt to new technology, then I'm likely to really uh, consider you for the, the next phase. Three things. Multidiscipline, adaptable, and willing to learn new things. Sambuafu, yeah. the same question. Yes. If you had to select one quarter of, your, of a team as a result of automation, innovation, making something that was originally done by human beings now digital, and, and for that reason, you need just one quarter of the people. What would be the, the, the basis for your selection? I will pick it up from three angles. All right? I will look at abilities, individual abilities of the employees that I'm, I'm looking at. I will look out for their basic skills. Right, and I will look out for what we call the cross-functional skills. Beyond what you do, are you capable of doing what you do? Beyond what you do, what else can you do? Now, we talk about adaptability here. There are people who are so, my brother talked about it earlier on, that beyond what I'm doing, I am not interested in any other thing. You know, and these are the people who become the first candidates. Because we talk about the fact that if I have one individual who can do three things at the same time and there is i have to down downsize, downsize right right it, it, it makes more business sense to say well i'm willing to keep her because she's able to do three things and you can only do one i can easily explain that one out so if and, you don't and, and, and how do you just pull that against focus somebody says focus focus i mean bottom line is about being efficient Right. You know, cost-wise, it's also being efficient production-wise. Right. All right. So, if it takes more numbers to get a job done, yes, I have fewer numbers, but I get the job done better. It does not make any businesses to keep the numbers. And that is why for most businesses, when, you know, you're struggling, the first area to look out for is your staff. Because... You, created the opportunity to get more people skilled, more people utilizing more of their skill in cross-functional areas. You have, um, I'll, I'll, I'll beg of you to cite an example where I had a driver who was following a cash team, right? Learn on the job basic things to do with tellering. Over a two-year period, he works like a teller such that on the cash pickup team, we don't need a teller in there. He's a driver, he sits in the car, but when he goes out there, he's also counting cash. Tell me that you are a teller, you don't know how to drive, I need you on the cash pickup team. I have to recruit another driver. I will most likely will pick that driver who is able to do cash, but you are unable to drive. Those are the similarities that 
I, I feel like calling this one breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> this is a discussion we've been waiting to have for a while about about metamorphosis, how the, 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 the working environment has changed over the years and very importantly, what to do to make yourself continually relevant. I am gleaning from my two resource persons, Sambuafu and Kobi Asma, that if it came, if, if push came to shove, as, 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 as I would call it, if they had to make a choice um, in a situation where it is very competitive, the issues that will drive those choice for both of them is anyone who is multidisciplinary, able to adapt beyond what they learned as their primary job to offer extra value in areas that are not necessarily what they were hired to do. And to do that, it requires new learning and the ability to take on board extra skills beyond what you principally have been known for. I'm going to give each of them the chance to give us their closing comments, um, especially for the benefit of anyone listed out there who is maybe concerned with this discussion. The, the truth is it won't go away. You can't wish it away. You can't pray it away. It's a reality of, and it's going to get even more complicated as we go forward. But what should people do? And even if there is no problem now, should people wait until there's a problem? Let me start with you, Mr. Asma. What should people do? Um, unfortunately, um, I, I, I get to speak to people in my industry, and that's where I'm, I'm very comfortable with. Um, if today you find yourself in my industry, a graphic designer or a printer, I think that one of the things you would want to do is to find time and space to evaluate the industry and find the direction the industry is going and identify the special um, skills. Identify the special skills that you need for tomorrow. If you then do that, you would also identify some interesting related careers that you can build out of your initial um, a career. Like in my area, you could consider branding, you could consider website designing. You could, rather than just calling yourself a graphic designer, just designing logos, letterheads, and books, you can design web, be a web developer, you can be a product designer, you can be a, um, a user experience designer, a multimedia specialist, you can be a medical illustrator. Um, you can design packaging. It would seem so to me that the, the principle behind it, Kobe, is to as you said rightly, evaluate where the industry is going yes. and situate yourself within that that evaluation and ask yourself, am I on track? And if not, look for where the opportunities are opening up and prepare yourself prepare for that. Yourself, I, I, yes. I, I, I can see it relevant in, in ministry, in, in healthcare, in, in aviation, in, tr- in everything that we're talking about. Yeah. So, it, I mean, in three words, I would say that you design your future. Right design your future. Design what future. kind of future do you want for yourself? Right. Because tomorrow will be extinct. Right. Design your future or yeah. you will be extinct. Yeah. Sam, your thoughts? Well, uh, my first point will be that whatever that your hand find to do now, understand the job and understand how that job impacts on the uh, operations of your company. 
what I mean by understanding your job is not just knowing how to do job, but also understand how to get the job and do it better. Now, I read somewhere that says that um, the average EU reads about four books a month in addition to journals and technical handouts. The average Ghanaian worker does not read. In fact, somebody made a very profound statement that it seems that the average Ghanaian worker read only one book, which is Facebook. <laughs> beyond, beyond that, anything relating to the work that I do, ask any average employee right now, when was the last time you read something about being a credit analyst? Apart from training, even training, beyond the training, pedium. everything is gone. <laughs> You know, so get to understand your job. Read, read, read. If there is a change happening in where you are, you will find that in the material that you are reading. And that is when you know when to upscale and how to prepare yourself for the change that is coming. The time is changing. You quickly adapt and change or you die. The same conclusion from my two guests, adapt and change or die are the, are the words of Sam Buafu and then from Mr. Kobi Asma, design your future or be extinct. The good news is that take the first part so that you don't get worried by the second part. <laughs> die and extinct are the same, but take the first part, adapt and change or design your future. Let me just get you a couple of comments on Facebook and somebody wants to celebrate you, um, Sam Buafu. Kofi Dati says, Mr. Kwame Buafu gave me the opportunity to become a banker. Incredibly, he knows every staff by name and he's a great people's manager. I love listening to him. I salute you, Mr. B. So that's some remarks from somebody who, whose career you have affected on behalf of the, the virtual registrar, Comfort Okran, along with Matthew, Priscilla, and Amos. My name is Albert Okran saying, God bless you. God bless you and God bless you. Good night. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert and E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences, and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus 233-2499-99000. You may also subscribe to www.albertokran.com, amazon.com or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, Always remember, you are blessed indeed. Searching, searching, the light, the light has come.